Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Eric Name joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. You know why I love Eric so much? I feel, I feel, and he'll probably be offended by this, but I feel like there's a part of us that's cut from the same cloth. When we were watching that New Mexico State game, I had tweeted, when college basketball is more exciting than the NBA, it's always because of some horrendous accident. And Eric had tweeted, moral of the story, trash basketball is fun when it's single elimination and the games are close. Uh, Good morning, Eric. How's your bracket doing today, everybody? Uh, It could be better, uh, but that's largely because I think I've watched, oh, man, maybe three or four full college basketball games this year, and I've, uh, you know, just doing some guessing yesterday, so uh, we'll see how today goes for me. Uh, uh, You know, I'm just trying to be at the top of all these bracket challenges and, you know, really just rub it in people's faces. That's that's always the goal of this time of year, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think if, if Auburn has ever gone through a situational drill at the end of a practice, because I, I mean, I played a little college basketball. I know that's how we spent a lot of the end of our practices was, all right, you're down three. There's 30 seconds left. What are we going to do? Okay. You're up three. There's 30 seconds left. What are you going to do? I feel like most teams drill this stuff all the time. And Bruce Pearl is a pretty good coach. I would assume he's done that, but from the looks of it, I don't know that they did any of that. I don't know if if they've ever done that. I don't even know if they know that basketball is scored uh, because that was <laughs> that was incredible. Well, what's the New Mexico State guy doing? They're down two, and he kicks it out to a three. He's got a wide open layup. I mean, who's See, that's Jr. Smith esque? I'm okay with that. You want to go for the win, man? You know what? Go for the win. But I need to be convinced that you actually knew you were going for the win and not screwing everything up by not taking a wide-open lap. Either way, still fun to watch. Trash basketball, single elimination. Uh, we like it. Bucks have not been playing like trash, but, you know, 5-5 five and five in their last 10, that's not what we're accustomed to. Although, quick kudos to the Bucks, Central Division champs, after the Pacers lost last night. Uh, is it just the injuries? Are they out of rhythm? What's 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 the big issue facing them right now, why they're... Not beating teams like the Cavs. Um, I think it's some of all of that. Uh, I think this team isn't in the rhythm that it once was. Uh, I think when you when you look at the way that they're executing both offensively and defensively, they're, they're just not quite where they were. And I think you have a, a lot of bringing in new people and trying to get them acclimated. And then now you add the injuries on top of it and – you're not going to end up playing your best basketball. And, uh, you know, I've, I said it on the podcast I recorded today uh, on Lockdown Bucks, but, you know, like I, I, I don't try to tell people how to feel anymore because that, that ends up with people just being more angry that they can't feel a certain way. So I'm not going to tell people not to be angry or not to be panicked that the Bucks might lose the number one overall seed. But, you know, like I, I think if you look at what, has transpired, you're going to understand 
why they lost some games or, you know, why they're not playing quite as well. And it's worrisome. Like, yeah, as you're going in the playoffs, you want to be playing your best basketball, and, and that doesn't appear to be what the Bucks are doing right now. Uh, so, like, I get it. But at the same time, I think there's a pretty logical explanation behind everything. And, I, I mean, you just look at that Cavs game on Wednesday, and, I mean, they, they barely fielded a team. Like, like I don't even know if they could do – I don't even know if on the day of the game they could have done a shoot-around. Like, they had nine guys, and one of them was Bonzi Colson, who Bud was never going to play. So, you have eight guys, and you have a number of your main contributors out. You're on the second night of a back-to-back. Like, there's a lot of stuff going against you there. And, again, there will be Bucks fans that will say those are all excuses, but at the same time, that means you're not going to play as well. Ten games left in the season, Eric, and you brought up, you know, you want to be playing your best basketball heading into the playoffs, but how important is that momentum? Like, what's most important to you these next ten games, getting rest and going into the postseason fully healthy, or that number one seed? Like, how important do you think it is when you look at the matchup? Because right now you'd be matched up with the Heat, and I really like that matchup for the Bucks. Yeah, I, I don't think they're... You know, when you look at six through eight, and I mean, if you want to go down to nine and ten, but you know, I think six through eight is probably a pretty good read for for who the Bucks might play. Bucks fans have called me too dismissive of the possibility of a first round upset, but I just think if Giannis is on the floor, you're not going to lose to a six through eight seed. And again, like he only needs like two of the normal guys uh, in the rotation, especially not four times in a week and a half. Yeah, like you got to lose it, four just, times to lose a series. Yeah, no, it, it's just not going to happen. Like that, that won't happen with one of those teams. So, um, you know, I do think momentum is important, and I do think you want to be playing uh, the right type of basketball. But at the same time, to me, there is at least some thought that you know you're going to have a first round series to kind of figure it out. And uh, again those games mean something, and you don't want to be playing around with them. I get all those things. But at the same time, you're going to be going against a team that probably can't beat you, Uh, that, you know, things would have to go so horrendously wrong for you to lose that series that, to me, you can use that in some ways as as a way to get get yourself back in the rhythm. And uh, I think Nikola Mirotic is going to be back before the playoffs even begin, so uh, you'll have some of that. But, you know, I think you can use the the last week of the season and then that first round to try to get yourself back to, to kind of where you need to be. And, again, like, you know, I say all these things about them not playing that well, and, you know, they've still been one of the best offenses in the league since the All-Star break. Like, that hasn't changed. Like, there is just, you know, a certain level of talent that they have offensively. Uh, that that can kind of carry them through. Defensively is kind of the spot where you know you got to try to find them that rhythm and get that back. I'm trying not to uh, read too much into five minutes of a Sixers game I watched the other night, but you know, thinking of who this Bucks team could match up with and what the second round or even the conference finals might look like, I've been very positive, very optimistic, and I believe it that the Bucks should be going to the NBA Finals. This Malcolm Brogdon injury, though, I, I I think I've changed my tune in that they can't get there without him. Should he be hurt in one of these big series, how do you make up for the, the type of stuff that he gives you, especially the way that he can drive to the basket 
and get those opportunities. Yeah, I think that's the most difficult thing to to kind of replace is just the sheer volume. And I wrote about this at the Athletic when the injury first happened. But you know, just the sheer volume of his drives. He drives the basket 10 times a game he's one of three bucks that do that uh Giannis Bledsoe and Brogdon so that is going to be really hard to replace and you know I think the one thing that can kind of help out with that is when you watch George Hill play you kind of forget that in Indiana and then you know when he was in Cleveland some and when he was with the Kings like that's a guy that scored 15 plus points a game like that that is what he did and you know i think very rarely we've actually seen that from him this year and again that that might just mean that he's washed offensively and you know maybe he can't do it but i do think we've seen stretches we saw that stretch uh on the road in indiana where at the end of the third quarter uh game before the all-star break they just kind of went to him and he had uh, i think an 8 point run by himself and it was because he was attacking and he was aggressive. And Mike Bunozer said, like, that's the George Hill that we need. We don't need to get everyone involved, George Hill. We need aggressive attacking George Hill. And, you know, I think if you can get him closer to that guy, I think that helps out. I think if you get Sterling Brown back, that helps out defensively uh, with the physicality that, you know, other guys on this roster just can't really match. So uh, I think it's going to be really tough to replace. And because Brogdon is so efficient and because of the way that he plays, you're not going to be able to replace him with one person. And, you know, I've used this logic before when people say, oh, you can just use Sterling Brown and Malcolm Brogdon to replace Chris Middleton. And I've called that out because that doesn't make any sense. You can't merge two people into one person and have that same effect. So you're not going to be able to replace exactly what Malcolm Brogdon brings, but you have to be able to try to get closer to an approximation of that uh and you know i think george hill being more aggressive unlocks some of that and then you know i think sterling brown being healthy getting back on the floor helps out with that as well eric when uh, philadelphia made the moves for tobias harris and jimmy butler everybody was talking about obviously one of the more impressive starting fives but you know they don't have a whole lot off the bench how important is that going to be because you know that's been my thing with the bucks all year is i say they're the favorite in the east because they're so deep and in the playoffs everybody shortens up the rotations so how important is that going to be come playoff time? You know, when you look at that starting five and you look at, you watch like Philadelphia when they beat Boston 118-115 and you just watch guys take over like Embiid and Butler down the stretch. Like they have the guys that could get you the buckets at the end of the game. I think that's the difference with like Philadelphia and Boston and some of these other teams. How important is the depth going to be? Yeah, depth takes on less importance in the playoffs. But I think I think the the thing that often gets forgotten in this is that Bud coaches, unlike most coaches in the regular season, like I'll say this, like there's not a game that you can convince Mike Budenholzer that means a lot during the regular season. And I've tried. (laughs) I've tried to talk to him pregame and be like, hey, this is a big game. And he'll just kind of laugh me off or roll his eyes at me. And, you know, he doesn't really ever go up and give those guys more minutes. That's just not how he does things. And, you know, like when you think through some of these games, like you'll watch the, the rotations of these other teams and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that, that guy played a lot tonight. Like that, that guy was really out on the floor a lot. And Bud doesn't really do that a whole lot. 
So I think the thing you have to think about is the Bucks guys are going to, you know, be in the rotation more. They're going to get more minutes. Uh, so you'll have less of those minutes where you're upset about, uh, I don't even know who being in, Pat Connaughton or Tony Snell or, or whoever it may be. So the Bucks will be helped out by that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, having depth 1 through 12 is really helpful during – uh, the regular season because that helps you tally up wins. It helps you deal with uh, injuries a little bit better. But in the playoffs, it really is more about depth one through eight. Which, to the Bucks' credit, they they have one healthy. But for for the most part, that that real deep depth doesn't mean quite as much in the playoffs. Hey, am I dumb to be mad that Christian Wood got released? Um. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're really putting me in a tough spot here, Bart. Um, I mean, I, I so I'll say this. I think it is always good to have cheap options that can perform for you and outperform their role in their contract. And uh, Pat Connaughton is a perfect example of it. Pat Connaughton's still on the younger side of things. Um, minimum deal. Also signed to a very small deal for next season if the Bucks want to keep him uh, on a non-guarantee, and Christian Wood was in that same position. So, you know, there's if things go wrong in the offseason or, you know, you're not able to bring someone back, wh- whoever it may be, and maybe that's not as likely now that they've locked up Bledsoe and Brogdon got hurt and maybe he's a little bit cheaper. And uh, But either way, when you have those guys that can step in, you're – going to outproduce their value like if you're if you're signed to a very cheap contract and you end up being a regular contributor you're outplaying your value and it's nice to have those type of options on your roster christian wood was one of those options so that is something that you know if you're a bucks fan i think you can can be upset about but why'd they get rid of them i i mean really they just need guard depth like they're they have all of these injuries at this point, that they need guard depth. And again, I know that me and Bucks fans are going to tell me Tim Frazier looks like garbage in Cleveland. I get it. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. Uh, he didn't have the best night there, but largely this allows them to have more normal rotations than, than kind of what they were doing. So that would, be, that would be the main reason. But with Wood, I mean, I, I think you can be upset that they might have given up a cheap role player but if you're upset that they gave up the next superstar or the, the even a you never starter, know, man, you never know. Even a starter in the league, like if you, if you think the Bucks gave up that, like you're probably mistaken. And again, maybe Christian Wood goes off to New Orleans and has you know a bunch of huge games and ends up being a really great uh, starting power forward at some point in his career, but. I don't see that being in the cards for him. So to me, that, that that's I, I like I said. I think some anger is warranted, but outrage over losing out on the the next big thing because you wanted to bring Tim Frazier on the roster. That's that's just ridiculous. I know this may come as a surprise to you, but I will see you Sunday. Whoa. <laughs> Okay. I will see you Sunday. I figure the Badgers won't be playing, so I'll come and watch the Bucks with you. They probably won't be. And also, <laughs> Sunday's a good day to come. Marcus Johnson, Jersey Retirement. Uh, and while I'm here, I will plug. I did a fun Q&A with Marcus over at The Athletics. So go over and subscribe so you can read it. Great stuff, as always, over there. Eric, we will talk to you next week. See you in a couple days, buddy.
All right, maybe Freems will actually show up next week. <laughs> well, I think he is on the schedule. Is he here? I think so. Damn. We'll see. Hey, see well, ya, bud. Fingers crossed. Yeah, see ya. Eric Name joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Again, The Athletic is where you can find him. Eric underscore name, N-E-H-M on Twitter. He joins us once again on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local, common sense lending to your community since 1935. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.